You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm your host, DJ Impact, and I got the bad boys here with me. Good to see you all this evening. We just finished with WrestleMania Backlash. And, um, you know, wasn't bad. I mean, he had to wait to get to the end. But, <laughs> well, I don't know. That's that. Yeah, listen, that's just where I come from. You guys may, may you know, may think differently. Uh, let's just start it off right quick. Um, you had your Raw Women's uh, title. First off, before I even go there, uh, we want to thank everybody who is uh, logging in and tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, anything you want to throw in, uh, throw them into the chat, and that's Facebook chat, my messenger, and we will try to get it in as we can. All right. So, all right. So with that, we started with the uh, Raw Women's Title: Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte. Uh, Rhea did retain. Um, any shocks there, guys? Anything? Out there that you want to throw out there to the people? I mean, it was a good match. It, I, I found it to I found it to be uh, quite enjoyable for not having great matches during Raws most of the time. You know, I mean, I always felt like they're trying to find their footing and compared to like SmackDown sometimes and what they show. Mm -hmm. But I, I I enjoyed seeing you know the three of those women kind of tear it up. I mean, it was entertaining. Yeah. But no shock yeah. in the overall. Oh, go ahead, man. Yes, yeah, I, I was I was completely shocked that they kept the title on uh, on Ripley. I mean, oh, you were. Okay. I was. Oh, completely. Yeah. I, I thought for sure that they would have you know somebody defeat her for the title, um, be it Charlotte or Oscar. Mm -hmm. um, probably just based off of storyline and what they've been kind of feeding into. Right. Um, I, I thought that Charlotte Flair was winning the title tonight for sure. So I was very pleasantly surprised that she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the only the only difference though is that if you look at what they've been doing with Charlotte and Sonia, basically giving her this and that and the other, yeah. There's more of a build going on there. So this law this loss will lead to more of, you know, making Charlotte more of that ultra heel making Sonya more of that ultra heel and probably lead to Charlotte taking the belt, but it won't probably be until, you know, next month or the month after, maybe even SummerSlam. Hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, ironically enough, the most talked about thing about this match mm -hmm. was the fact that Charlotte was wearing an ode to Cruella DeVille's, costume yeah it was very Cruella de Villish. Yeah. 
internet went crazy about that. I was like, okay. It's so funny how they'll go crazy over something like that, but it'll be right? something else. And it's just crickets or cicadas in this instance, what we've had on the East Coast. <laughs> well, it was better. It was better this week for her than it had been when uh, she uh, got shit for uh, supporting uh, Gal Gadot's uh, tw- tweet about uh, Palestine uh, and that conflict that that blew out of proportion. Wait, really she com- fast. she commented on that. Oh yeah, oh she did, and then she had, it, and then she retracted it in saying that. Oh, I didn't understand what was being said. Right, that's why you that, keep your mouth closed. Well, <laughs> that proves she knew what she said. When you have sure. to come out and say you didn't know what you said, you yeah. knew what you said. Yeah. <laughs> you knew you knew what it meant. Plus, she works with Sami Zayn. So um, yeah. <laughs> if, if she didn't know that that's you know, that you know, it's it's the Palestinian, you know, conflict that has been uh, at the heart of things with with him, um then boy is she clueless um so yeah she's had a an interesting week yeah well we'll see what uh what happens going forward with her uh up oh, we had next was Dolph Ziggler and uh Robert Rue versus uh the Mysterios and at one point it looked like Dominic wasn't gonna make it <sighs> but somehow he uh he made it to the ring and WWE got what they wanted, the first father and son tag team champions. You guys excited about it that? Been better. It would have been better if it was somebody else. And no disrespect toward Rey Mysterio and, and uh, Dominic. I mean, I'm happy that they got that accolade. Yeah, but there's there's other father-son duos that, uh, you know, if WWE would have maybe looked at, that would have been cool how else, down the road. How else would Not you now. Have- how else would you uh, introduce Dominic to the fans if not through his father? Out of curiosity, there isn't. That's why it went that way. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! He's already been introduced. He's been fucking part of the company for over a year now. It's true. He got he got in the beginning of COVID or a little bit before COVID. I remember right because they were doing that work with with Seth. Um, yeah, but most of his work for the year was with Seth. So. Yeah. So, so who do you put the title on? That's the father and son. Well, that's why I said later on down the road, like years or whatever. I'm just saying, it. it I felt like it was pushed. That's just my opinion. I just feel like it was pushed. They, WWE seems like they're in the in the business of making history, so they're probably going down in history. What was have we done before? Let's see what we can use. I'm they just saying Dust, I, they had Dusty and Dustin and Dustin at the same time. Yeah, that would have been yeah. cool. I, I'm all for it, actually. I'm I'm good because that just means that we are progressing to what needs to be the incident where Ray loses the titles and Dominic turns heel on his dad and ends up retiring his dad. That's the end game that we are in the middle of right now. So I'm all for giving them the titles. Let them have a nice little run with it. And then, uh, yeah. Split them up, and uh, then the real fun starts. Yeah, can we trade? Uh, can we trade Dominic to AEW? Is that a possibility? <laughs> uh, I can't know, speak for them. I can't speak for anybody. 
So the way, you know, I Dom, Dominic could actually be better than a lot of the talent on AEW. So, you know, why would you want oh, to yeah. put him there? Well, you know what? Because they they need at least uh, one person who uh, can carry a show. <laughs> All right, we'll jump on that a little later. Let's go. Well, what, 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 can I ask a real quick question? Mm-hmm. Did anybody at the end when they won their titles and they showed the, the preview of Dominic doing the frog splash and uh, one of the now says, oh, man, I know Eddie Guerrero somewhere up in heaven looking at them. I immediately inserted, that's my son. <laughs> anybody else? <laughs> yep. You know, it, it just goes to show how old we are. That's true. That's true. Because, because if you're if you're under a certain age, you you have no idea what the fuck that means. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. The Miz, Damian Priest, and the Army of the Dead, Lumberjack. Um, it's different, right? It's it it, it was different. <laughs> Was, you know what you sound like? Yeah. You sound like that's what's being said when you have a bad hookup and a girl has a bad hookup with a dude mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, how was it? Mm, it's different. I'm <laughs> just so, saying, it sounds bad. Here's the thing. Steve should not be pissed about this because at least AEW got talent on their t- on the WWE TV. <laughs> really? I mean... Uh, what were the auditions for that part? Do you want to be a zombie? Well, you know what? They, uh, I mean, for zombies. No, actually, mm-hmm. I, I think it's really funny that this probably came about because Vince McMahon was like, oh, well, how can we give back to the fans and give back to the WWE universe? Oh, well, they're a bunch of fucking zombies. <laughs> we'll have them in a the main event. Dude, it, it, the, the, the shit just blows my mind. It blows my mind. Yeah, but you're 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 coming out of a perspective that this was an idea that Vince had. This was not. This was obviously the corporation that is now fucking running the WWE. That's hey, we have a movie coming out with one of your ex stars. This is what we want to do. How much more? How much more? Tell me when to stop. Tell me when to stop. Tell me when to stop. That's that's all that fucking was. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is Damien Priest shot an arrow and then the logo of the fucking film comes up. So that's <laughs> all it was. The only thing that pisses me off is that when Morrison was dragged behind the barricade, they fucked up. They should have had that go on a little bit earlier and then he should have re- reemerged as a zombie. Yeah, that would have been cool. Been Johnny, yeah, Dr- but then Dr- where were, but then where were you at going from there? He was going to show up on Raw back to Johnny Drip Drip. Oh come on, they did the same thing on NXT with the referee. It's it's. I mean, you gotta if you gotta you, disconnect you, from reality a little bit. If you tune into our three count, we'll talk about myster- myster- mystical and magical things happening in wrestling. <laughs> so, all right. <sighs> well, uh, Damian Priest did win that match, so uh, you know, hey. Did you want to add to that, Sissy? I will go to the next. <laughs> no, man. No. Okay. It's... okay. <laughs> All what right. The hell, man. <laughs> the 
Bianca Belair and Bailey. Now, man, mm -hmm. Bailey, man. You know what? Because I, because Bianca needs to have her run. I, I tell you, I would not have had any problems of of Bailey just getting that title. Not right now, but I'm just thinking, like, man, she is just. She's just so entertaining. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. she just man. She's just great. And well, you know, but but D. Yeah. D. The 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 main thing and the main point of this whole thing is that Bianca Belair is a fucking cheater. <laughs> you know? Well, it's very simple. Well, I, I tell you one thing, she she definitely, she had to tell Cole, she had to write on Cole's notes to <laughs> to play back so that, you know, we could take a look at what happened. And that didn't happen. So because we didn't get to see the playback, if you missed it, there's a good chance maybe Bianca's not a cheater. She might be a cheater in your eyes because you saw, you saw it actually happen, but maybe someone else didn't actually see when it happened. No, don't make any excuses for that cheater. She's been using that weave to cheat for <laughs> the whole time she's been in WWE. That thing should be illegal. Mm -hmm. It should not be allowed in the ring. That's like allowing Bob Orton to wrestle with a cast on. Wait, but the, okay, but that's but that's her hair. That is not her hair. Okay, do you want to have a discussion about? If uh, if 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 a black woman that's her hair and not her hair, you want to go there, you go there. As far as I'm concerned, it's her hair. And also, too, if you're watching the match, she clearly said, "Don't touch my hair." Another <laughs> thing, you don't ever touch no black person's hair at all. It is not shit for you to just touch. There's rules to this shit, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to help you out, man. I don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a fucking it's a bull whip. That's it's hers. It's hers. It's her. Her hair. She bought it. <laughs> Must have used gorilla glue to put that fucking thing. Oh. Together, man. <laughs> All right, man. I can't save you, man. I can't save you. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyway, um, great match though uh, between them, and yes, Bianca retained that belt as she should. But let's move over to the match that we all really cared about. And shout out, I see you in the uh, chat, Chris. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's got a few uh, few lines he's throwing out there, but uh, we'll, we'll get him in a little bit. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Braun Strowman. Yes, WWE Championship. What do you guys think about that match right there? Um, man, They. I got to tell you, though, I mean, for three big guys, I mean, they, they was tearing it up. Yeah, was, it was it was it was fucking hostile mania. Yeah, I mean you had you had a whole lot of beef in that ring, and they were beating the shit out of each other. Right, and it, it, <laughs> seriously, three dudes just throwing each other around, beating the shit out of each other, using everything at their disposal. Right, um, putting people through, you know the the LED wall. It was just car crash fun. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to watch, honestly. Um. The uh, the women's match before it, honestly, I would have been fine with the pay-per-view actually starting there um, because, for me, it was a tale of two shows. So, mm. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. There was one man who was probably 
quote unquote hard on because this is his type of match, his type of competitors, and that's Vince McMahon. He loved this match from start to finish. That is his type of match. And it was cool to watch because very rarely do we get a lot of matches like that. A three-way, three big dudes who really just kept a consistent pace. Like it was really, really wasn't clunky at all. And, you know, it's been a while since I've seen the Titans rumble like that. And it'd be entertaining and not sloppy and boring. So where do you think they go next? Are we still going to keep seeing Drew in this title run trying to get it back? Or should he go to the back of the line? Is Braun going to go back? Or should we see someone brand new now step up on Monday? I know, right? I mean, I I don't want to see Drew continuously going back. I mean, uh, but I have a feeling he's going to do that anyways. (laughs) So that goes to show you that once again, what I've been saying for over a year now is true. Why? Why those guys? Because not a single person just a second ago could say of anyone else that it would, you know, this is who could wrestle Bobby Lashley now. No, and I think that's a huge point. Yeah. It would have to be with those three guys. I mean, that's, that's all you got. Yeah, they, They've literally booked themselves into a corner with yep. it. Yeah. So, unless and, and unless there is one when's person. When's the draft again? Well, well before <laughs> the draft, Sin City, here's one thing. There is one person who was on Raw that's been off for a while. And we might have to bask in his glory. He was on Raw, and then he was off for a while, and, you know, he, he might pop back through and ask somebody you could throw at them, but to what degree – I don't know. I'm, I'm so, so Vince McMahon is now going to put an investment into into Keith Lee, who at this point it seems like Vince has actually misplaced Keith's phone number. <laughs> so it's like I think right now Vince probably thinks Keith Lee is the champion. Vince's <laughs> perception of things. My, you know what? Let's let's put it this way: the quicker they get the belts off of uh, AJ and almost, then almost becomes your number one contender. Okay, so this is where we could kind of we could kind of put it tie in a little bit of Raw or even SmackDown. (laughs) You're funny, Cincy. This is where you could kind of tie in some of what happened this week to kind of maybe help us out here. We have the return. Of Jinder Mahal. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's yeah. helping us yes. out. Yay. Yes. It's a possibility. It it's a possibility that they can. Jinder right. was once the champion. Amen. I'm just saying they could have that. <laughs> and Fuck now. It. And you now. Can't hinder the hey, gender. I'm down. And, and by the way, he's now got what? Veer and Shanky. Come on. He's got to stay. Yeah, come on. All right. I thought I thought those were the same twins that they, they was on the same meal program as gender was, and that just got big. <laughs> can you can you name those two little rascals again, please? Um, was their name uh, Veer and Shanky? <laughs> Shanky, I thought it was Shiki. Oh, Shiki, is it Shiki? No, it's Shanky. Okay. Shanky. <laughs> It's just it's just beautiful to hear you say Shanky because oh. it sounds like you're saying Spanky from the Little Rascal. Oh my pills. God! Anyways, you guys get me on oh, the Japanese just, uh, names. Now you're gonna get me on these names. Come on, 
Um, hey, man. <laughs> I, I do find it funny that, you know, they rebrand these guys. Right. You know, they had they had different names, obviously, right. uh, for the two matches that they wrestled in NXT. Like NXT. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, now it's Jinder Mahal with beer and stanky. Awesome. <laughs> beer and stanky. I like it. So, anyway, there is a possibility that could happen, but who knows? Who knows? Who yeah, knows? but... But the problem is this. Okay. I mean, I don't remember the WWE ever having uh, a championship that was uh, an in that would have been an inter, uh, um, you know, uh, an intergender match. Hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, have you heard about any championship being intergender? Intergender? <laughs> gender is Gender you know, Mahal is intergender? What? Intergender. Okay. So what orifice do you enter in to get intergender? All right. So the, the Shanky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's just move on to the main event. Oh, that shit was brilliant. Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. Man, uh, this was everything I thought it was going to be. Excellent match. <sighs> Again, it's one of those matches you know Roman's going to win, but you you start to second guess going, is he? Because Cesaro is just that good in the ring and putting in that work. You're just like, man. <laughs> you know? Um, this, I wish that whenever they're... I, I guess I guess you guys would probably say that Vince would never give Cesaro the title. But if there was ever a chance that he would get it, if they had in mind that they want to, him to eventually become, uh, you know, this, I, this is one of those matches I wish they would have saved to that moment. Even if that was uh, six months from now, a year from now, whatever, however long that they were, when it was planning out. I think it would have been great to have saved that for that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? So in other words, <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I impact? Can, can I impact? From what I, I have ascertained from Mr. Impact, he believes that this match was of a high esteem caliber that although we were entertained tonight on WrestleMania backlash, it would have been better served at maybe a SummerSlam, because that type of match really, really should be top scale on a pay-per-view. Well, what I'm, I think what I'm more, and what I'm saying is whenever they was ready for Roman to give up that title, maybe it's not SummerSlam. Maybe it's Survivor Series. Maybe they, they say, you know what, next year's Mania. You know, I know there's always been talk about him and Rock. I don't know what that's going to become, if that's even going to happen. But even if you say, okay, we're going to prolong this to go through, we're going to try to go through Rumble, then I would have loved then for Cesaro to have get booked for that particular main event to actually win the title. If they were going, if if they knew that they was going to give the uh, title to Cesaro in a, in a match uh, against Roman. Well, let me ask you this question, and, and I'm going to make it really quick. Match was excellent, but... Sin City Steve, you had mentioned earlier about the draft, when the draft is coming up. We know it's coming up, right? Uh, no, we I would, no, we don't. We don't know if it's coming up. It no, may no, come it, up. We don't know. It, 
It's it's completely arbitrary. They can they could make the draft next week if they wanted to. Okay, so don't forget they did the draft later this year because that is of true. COVID. That is, that is so true. They might not pull the trigger right away. Well, if they happen to pull the trigger, it to me would make more sense to have uh, you know Cesaro get traded over to Raw, and if mm. Bobby Lashley was still the champion, I could see him go up against him and take that title from him. And I'm big on Bobby Lashley, but as far as someone that's deserving of a title, as you stated, yes, Cesaro. I just don't think anybody's taking that belt off of uh, Roman unless it's The Rock or unless it's somebody of that caliber. Hey, before someone else jumps in, shout out to uh, Mike in the chat. He says Cesaro needs more of a character reason to get the belt thrown on him. So I just wanted I to throw that in there. That's exactly uh, right. Great point. Yeah. You guys are missing the even bigger point, and that is Cesaro looked strong in the match. And they yeah. had him. Choked out, you know, so he he, he didn't, didn't tap out like in or tap out or anything. Yeah, and then they had Seth Rollins bury his ass right yeah. after. Yeah, so, not just not just Rollins. You also had you also had Oos beat him down yeah, a little well, bit too. You you know the the Oos thing was obviously you know you start thinking okay Jimmy comes in right you know then there's a little confrontation or something like that. So I think that was the setup, but the Seth thing. Makes oh, yeah. no fucking sense. Period. That pissed me off. So it's like he's you, going backwards. Yes, if you think that Cesaro is going to be champion, yep, it's not going to happen. Huge, huge. Like, I mean, this was supposed to be backlash, right? Yeah. So therefore, if you're going to continue, Seth, and you you have the blow off at your backlash of their WrestleMania match. Yep. And they just basically reset the clock so those two could go at it for another two, three months. Yeah, so. yeah. Th this definitely felt like a "fuck you" back to the mid card type of a beating. Yeah, you, you, you know what? You, you, you guys are right. I mean, that's a lot of odds to overcome. It's almost as if Cesaro would have to be Superman. Hmm. I'll leave that there. Too bad they won't pull the trigger on it. No, they won't. No, he he uh, he needs to not be the Swiss Superman, right? <laughs> Maybe the Russian Superman, which is not the Swiss. Because wow. sorry, we 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 love Swiss people. We think you are very intimidating and not passive aggressive or just say okay to everything. Hey, do do you think that now that? Um... Roman won this match. How about just the fact that he doesn't need to? F I don't know what's the next pay per view, but how about he just don't wrestle at the next pay per view? He just says, "I'm just not going to wrestle," and like you know, just have him off the card. So Is it hell in the cell. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be, but why? Why? Why then? Just have him on. Let him skip one. Just let 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 it go with the storyline. You know. Sure. Who's... Go ahead. Just take the day off. Yeah. Just take you take do the, the do the Brock Lesnar uh uh, <laughs> uh storyline. They can't. They can't with them. That's where all their fucking their fucking eggs are all in the one basket with him. They should. But now I just think it would be great for him to say, fuck it. I'm not going to I've I've, you know, go go ahead, because yeah, it'd be great for him to say it. But I want to see Vince McMahon say, no, you're not going to be on the pay-per-view. Wouldn't be a good choice. You know, Vince is not going to do that. That's his fucking cash cow right now. 
and you riding him extra hard. <laughs> okay. And by the way, you want to get the most out of this guy you, uh, that you can right now because in two years, he's in Hollywood. Yep. 100%. 100 fucking percent. Yep. He's going to be up there doing movies with, with freaking Vin Diesel and, and Batista's ass and probably John Cena's punk ass. <laughs> he's going to be up there. And he gonna do something with his with with, with, with the rock again, you know. <clears throat> hey, what's uh, what about that music though? What about that music? Now I know I might be under the rock. Was that premiered tonight or did, or does that? No, is, it was. I think it was Friday, right? It, it premiered a couple of weeks ago. Okay, yeah, because I missed that one for whatever reason. Yeah, man, it's, that music hit. It's amazing. My son was walking around poking his little chest like he's about to go doot doot on my ass. I had to sit the ass down. I said, "Calm your ass down." <laughs> The true story, he's getting a little bold and shit. I'm like, man, I'll whoop your ass. No, I don't say that I would whoop my kid's ass, but I gave him a look, though. So, the, the, mm-hmm. no, I was just going to say, you know, there's a couple things here. Because the uh, the card wasn't, you know, overly large, um, there's a couple things. We, we had no uh, RK Bro on this show. Mm-hmm. So, Nothing with Sammy, right? No, of course, nothing with Sammy, nothing with the IC belt. Mm -hmm. That was kept off the show. Um, That leads me to, um, please, can we we get rid of Apollo Crews, please? Please. That was the longest motherfucking segment. It felt like it was just going on forever. Just to give a goddamn fake medal to a giant monster who has to stand on a platform and then we have to hear Michael Cole tell us how much taller he looks now that he's on a platform. No shit, genius. Thank <laughs> God Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and everyone saved that segment. But it really goes to show that Big E, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn are stars. Apollo Crews is just fucking not a good actor. He's first horrible. of all, first of all, I saw that and thought it was interesting because. This motherfucker got a medal when Chewbacca didn't get a medal in The Last Hope, or you know, in, in A New Hope. So he got something that Chewbacca didn't get. I'm just saying. I, I thought that was a cool little reference. I don't know if they meant to do that, but I saw the correlation. Two people who really can't speak but make noises and are very tall. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Dude, whatever you're smoking, please. I think, you know, if you can just share it amongst us because... <laughs> It's a special blend, man. Special blend. Family secret. You got to come over to get some of what I'm smoking. You got to get in a rotation, bud. Is there anything else? Uh, Raw or SmackDown? I mean, something major happened on SmackDown, right? Tag team? Yeah. What, what new women's tag team champions. You got uh, Natalia and uh, Tamina, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh the end was interesting because, uh, I, you know, when Natalia went back in and got the Samoan <laughs> drop, all of a sudden the camera didn't catch the initial shot of Tamina hitting her with the, uh, the splash and he got that one, two, three. But I thought it was interesting because I was like, oh, man, someone fucked up. Couldn't even see it. And luckily they showed the replay. But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad that's that w, that the main roster is starting to do with their tag team women's division that NXT's already done within the first what month of, of their tag team inception. Working those titles, not being afraid to take them off some people. 
Just my opinion. I know Matt Michael's going to be like, you missed the point. I get it. I do. <laughs> Often. No, I mean, <sighs> it, the match itself was, um, you know, it, we're already there. It's very surprising that they didn't do something more uh, overtly, um, you know, let's break up Naya and Shayna. You know, the one of them cost the match or something like that. Um the bigger factor here is that Tamina never had a championship. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and if you haven't watched uh, the, um, the talking smack, um, you know, the, it's just her just losing her shit, man. It, it meant a lot to her. So, oh, yeah. so, yeah, she's, she's been in the WWE for over a decade. Yep. Yeah. And, a decade and her finally getting a championship reign. It, I, it was, it was really cool to see. So. Yeah. Cause I remember when she came in with the Usos when they first got there, she was like Ooh, in management before. capacity. Was she before that? She might've she been was, before She that. was there before. Yeah. yeah. That's when I noticed her, you know, shame on me, I guess, but that's why I remember when she came in with the Usos. Um, and, and you missed the pre-show match there, DJ. The, uh, the Seamus open challenge to Ricochet. I didn't actually see it, so how, what was the outcome on that? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, yeah, Ricochet's the new I the new uh, US champion. It's it's amazing. He's going places and uh yeah, they did it on the pre-show too, so that everyone would see it. <laughs> they should have done that shit so that way everybody start watching the fucking pre-show. <laughs> I totally was going to miss the first hour because I thought it was five o'clock. I, I was like, oh, I, I thought so, too. I thought it was going to be five. That shit was started early. But I just double checked. I just said, oh, no. let me just I, at four o'clock. I, I, I turned it on just to make. But in my mind, I was thinking, don't they start at five, though? You know, they started that this uh, this past year. So everything looks like it's a four o'clock start from this point on. And then when you great. And then when you turn on Peacock, it goes. It shows that it's already been on for an hour <laughs> because they're counting yeah. <laughs> the the pre-show. So I'm like, oh my god! I hope I didn't. <laughs> I guess. Um, all right. Uh, I oh, guess one thing. Yeah, one thing we missed on Raw. Yeah, go ahead. That, that was very important. Um, speaking about the, uh, I believe is the, uh, was it the open challenge again? Where Humberto? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, I hate to see injuries, but thank God he got injured because it stopped that match. So, saved me having to watch more of that shit. Such an ass. Damn. It's horrible. Damn. Hey, but he ended up not having as serious of an injury as he thought, maybe. I don't know. I haven't read up on it since since Raw, but I remember seeing a, a couple articles saying it wasn't as bad as they thought it was. Am I right on that still? Or Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is very good. So, because it looked bad, it almost looked oh, like, yeah. like like his hip bone might have popped out or something. Because yep. he was like, and then couldn't move his leg, and it just looked bad. Oh, and there's another big thing that happened around that we didn't get to, and that was Shelton versus uh, Cedric. That was um, actually a decent match. That was that was for for Cedric Alexander until he lost because he was being stupid. Well, no, the the fact of the matter is is. He shouldn't have lost because why are you giving anything to Shelton Benjamin? The guy's, you know, 
going to be AARP ready in about a year or so. <laughs> and Cedric is the guy that you would want to build. But in their logic, let's have Shelton beat Cedric and then have Mike or have uh, whoever the fucking who's the announcer now? Who, what the hell is his name? That's what I thought. No one knows this guy. I so, forget his name. I mean, he, Verk. Is it Verk? Adnan Verk. Okay. Oh, right, right. Adnan. Whatever. There you go. Yeah. So he's forty-five general, years old. General Adnan. Um, <laughs> he actually said the grudge match finale. So this apparently was the finale, and you had Cedric lose, and now we are going to see probably Cedric and Ricochet and Mustafa <laughs> again together. They might as well bring back Heath Slater, throw him in the mix, and then might you just well. throw in Jinder and uh, that McIntyre dude because they all just could be put in that box and shipped off to somewhere else. <laughs> all right, all right. Did we cover it all? Anything else? Yet again, three hours of my life I can't have back on a Monday. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, there was a little bit, some more wrestling happening this weekend. Impact Wrestling presents under siege and that was Ooh. on uh impacts plus and they had a few title matches that went on they had the knockouts tag team championship match jordan grace and rachel ellering they are your you know they came in as the champions going against fire and flavor and uh yeah fire and flavor got their belts back so that's pretty interesting how, you, you know, you give it to Jordan Grace and Rachel for two weeks and then uh, uh, it went back to the, the original. So I don't know. But uh, apparently uh, that match right there was was probably there was probably four matches before they got into that one. And it was that match that kind of really got the, the show going. Let's just put it that way. Um you know, and then from that point, it, it started to really get good. There was an X Division Championship match, Josh Alexander and El Fantasmo. And yes, uh, Josh Alexander won. I mean, this guy is really yeah, awesome just to kind of watch him. Uh, and it, it, I mean, you can see his talent when he was with um, Ethan and with the North. But now that he's by himself, I mean, you, he really gets to. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you know, show his skills. And so shout out to him, man. I'm, I'm, it's great to see his work. Knockouts Championship match, Deanna Perrazzo versus Havoc. Of course, Deanna won that. But I'm going to tell you, I Deanna, man, she she's just been looking really great in the ring. Um, I'm not sure. I know. I, my, I don't know. Maybe you guys could fill me in. Uh, when she was let go, she was still developing in NXT, correct? Or is she already on NXT? She was already on well, I'm not sure. That's a good question. No. She, she wasn't she wasn't Yeah, she was she, she just was wasn't, PC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I mean she is let me just put it this way. I if she she could really just jump on either AEW or WWE and be ready to 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 get going. Uh, from this really? point, really, yeah, yeah, really, I, 
I believe so. On the WWE, where you have Charlotte, Becky. Well, wait, know, well, I didn't, nece- I didn't necessarily Sasha. say that she was going to be in a championship match with them, but I th- but as far as her talent being on the those shows, absolutely. I think I she'll fit say, right in. I will say this because I, I kind of get what you're saying. Wait, wait, but how are you shaking your <laughs> head when you ain't even watching uh, her performances? Be- because I am. Oh, and well, I, I, okay. <laughs> I think that in in the bubble of impact, she looks good because she's in the bubble of impact. Wait, so you saying the, you saying the knockouts women are, are not a good division is for their women? Rhea Ripley, Oscar. I mean, do do you seriously uh, want me to well, go on? Well, no, 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 no. Okay, y'all both have good points. Y'all both have good points. So uh, if I if I name. Uh, uh, Lana, Naomi. Then where where do you put them on there? Then so you're talking about the person no. who's the Impact Champion, and you just switched her out. No, what I Lana said was is that Naomi she is ready impact. to get to be in either AEW or WWE to go right to the main roster. That's all I said. I didn't say she was ready to become champion. I said she was ready to go ahead and start to be a part of that. That's all I said. She is nowhere near. Okay, well, that's my problem. opinion, and that's yours, Mister. I've watched all of her matches, and I know you ain't seen shit. Go ahead. If you can put her in NXT, which she couldn't even fucking hold her own there, and got released. Yeah, but whatever. A, I don't know what she did in NXT. In a company with the same type of competition, if you put her in AEW, she'd have a chance because they need fucking people. Well, yeah, I agree. I agree. But, and, but WWE, no fucking way she's ready for that. Uh, I beg to differ. Go ahead, uh, Simon Street. I was just going to say, both of y'all have made some very solid points. Uh, both of y'all got one thing that you probably could have hit on to solve that whole back and forth. Is in the AEW landscape, Matt Michaels, you are correct. She would favor way better from coming from Impact over to AEW because they do need some sound people to fill up in the void. Um, of the women's division now with regards to wwe would she be at the bottom like some kind of tilapia or catfish bottom feeder no i don't think so not even re- regardless i think she would be a little bit below naya and, and Shayna baszler a little bit you know a little uh, bit hold on hold on hold on let me finish man i'll get you hold your sauce bro hold your sauce and that depends on All what right. version of Shayna you even talking about right because well, Shayna with Nia, Shayna with Nia is like whatever. But Shayna, when yeah. she was the NXT champion, was a beast. Yeah. Go ahead, up. Go and, ahead. And, and, no, 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 no. And I'm glad you said that because you can't take what uh, you know Peraza was on NXT. You can't take that. All right, it is what it is. It already happened. So we're not even gonna put that in the question. But on Raw, she could mix well. Is she gonna immediately get a pop on her on her debut? Probably not. But she would be someone that would be good to add in the pot because when I think about her, hold there on, are let, 10 hold. other people in NXT who would be more deserving of getting moved up than this chick. And that may be true, Michaels, brother Michaels. But what I am <laughs> saying is that we're not going to talk about NXT. I'm saying between AEW's main roster and WWE's main roster, Perazzo, if she was in a WWE main roster, she would be somewhere around Shayna Baszler. She definitely is way better than the blonde girls with one got a weave, the other one with Dana Brooke and, and Mandy Rose. 
She's definitely way more talented than than freaking Carmella. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I, I'm I'm just saying that I'm just saying it would have been cool. I'd be okay with it. She's gonna be better off in AEW. That's all I'm gonna say now. Now, please take your sauce, Michaels, and spread it all over everybody. <laughs> well, look, let she me was just holding it in. Let me just keep going with the show. Um, there was your uh, your AEW, your Impact, your Triple A champion Kenny Omega, uh, and the Good Brothers versus uh, Eddie Edwards and, and Finn Juice. And uh, can you imagine who won that one? Of course, Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice, because you know the problems when you add the Good Brothers with Kenny Omega. The Good Brothers are the problem. <laughs> So, you know what? I think I may see where this is going. Um, and I, I, I guess overall what's going to eventually happen is, you know, I, I could be wrong. Maybe you could tell me Sin City where I'm, I'm, I'm going off the rails. Eventually, the Good Brothers are going to get tired of this shit, right? And they're going to end up uh, maybe costing... Okay, that's... there's there's still there's still another <laughs> chapter in the story. <laughs> so that's the way. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. Omega Omega needs to go back to New Japan first, mm. and then after that, then everything will crumble around him. So well, yeah, I, his old partner, his old partner. So anyway, uh, that's what happened there, and then of course the six way number one contenders match because now we got to find out who's going to fight. Kenny Omega, you had Chris Saban, you had Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan, Matt Cardona, Trey Miguel, and Moose. And of who, course... Who was Matt who? <laughs> <laughs> so You're going to respect this man's name, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Wasn't it just his birthday? Wasn't it his birthday like a couple of days ago or something like that? Happy birthday. Oh, man. Oh. Happy birthday. <laughs> So, um, oh, and Big Shock, Moose won. So, this, okay, so I'm not going to, I did a whole show on this, not going to even talk about it, but here's the deal, right? So, I guess the pay-per-view for that match, I guess Moose and Kenny would be, uh, against all odds, June 12th. That's what I have down. Uh, so... Sin City, are you then saying that before that time, Kenny somehow is going to end up in New Japan to take the belt from Osprey before that match with Moose happening? Is that what you're saying? Uh, the the match, um, uh, I mean, I I don't know if it'll happen by. Uh, you said when was uh, when was their match? It's supposed to be June 12th. That's when no. It's Right, I didn't think so no, either. It's it's not going to happen in the next month. So he's, Omega Omega's going to beat Moose. He's gonna he's basically going to uh, you know continue doing his thing. Yeah, see um, and that's he, the problem. Basically, this summer this summer is when the new Japan stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Um. But and that's that's at the earliest. Got you. All right. So guys, if you get a chance, here are the thoughts that was in my head that I released Saturday. All my thoughts on that because um, it seemed like exactly what turned out is exactly my entire issue that I see that's about to happen. So anyway, that's how that that um, I guess not pay per view, but event went down on Impact Plus. Uh, overall, it was it was a it was a good show. The first half was like whatever. The second half was was pretty good. 
But now we are set up to know who Kenny is going to now uh, fight. But we'll see where that goes from there. Um, let's move right on to AEW. And um, let me just say this, Sin City. Maybe you'll like this, okay? Um, I doubt it. <laughs> I actually uh, I, I enjoyed the show. Um, what? The part, you know where the part where it really got, I was like, now see, this is where the bullshit comes in. And that's when you had the pinnacle in the inner city, in the inner circle. Um, in the inner city. <laughs> um, every, leading, everything leading up to that, I was like, okay, I, I, I could dig it. And then you got to that, and I'm like, oh, here we go with that shit. But anyway. Yeah, so, so wait, wait, DJ. Yeah. Let's just, let's just, uh, rethink here for a second <laughs> okay that steve sat there just rolling his eyes that there were zombies in the <laughs> wwe yeah <laughs> oh aw they just go ahead and decide hey you know it'd be great no one's ever done this in wrestling let's take a big truck with a gun and that will squirt things that people can't get you know they just fall and they go over and over and yeah and then you know, just oh wow, this is right. so original. Right. Come yeah, on, it's definitely not original. <laughs> no, it's been done with beer and milk. it's definitely not original. You've been you, you've seen this shit numerous times, and I pop for it every single time. Oh Jesus, it's right. fun. Thank you, you know, for your it's totally fun. Thank you for it's your honesty. No, seriously, seriously, one. Oh, for fuck's sake! Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> hey, no, it, it, the the Did the thing with the, with the truck. Get- they weren't even getting wet, and they were just fucking. Of course, failing of over. course not. Awful. Wouldn't you do the same thing if it was you? I'd be floundering around all over the place just because it's fun. Uh, we got a lot of the bubbly. It's fun. Oh my goodness. Well, tell us, Cincy, what 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 did you like or dislike about the show? I know. So uh, obviously, show started Moxley versus Nagata, mm-hmm. uh, IWGP US title match. Now, obviously, Yuji Nagata is uh, looked at as a legend in Japan. Um, unfortunately, um, this uh, clearly was a match done as a bit of a favor to Moxley, Nagata, and New Japan. Um, yes, it was the first time that the IWGP US Championship has been defended um, on TV in another company. Um, but as far as that goes, this match... While it was obvious both guys did their absolute best, um, this was not the best showing for Yuji Nagata. Um, well, he's 53 you know, he's, years He's really old. starting to show his age. Um, <laughs> but, you know, dare I say, you know, he'd be, uh, be prime for uh, a, a WWE run, uh, considering what they've done with uh, Shelton Benjamin and uh, <laughs> you know, all those people as of late. Yeah, but the only problem is is that if you put him in the WWE, he'd probably been one of the zombies. <laughs> See, that's that. the thing. That's the thing is on, on Dynamite, they didn't have to have uh, zombies in makeup. They had zombies that were in the fucking match. <laughs> in the flesh. Yeah. yeah. Not painted up. Yeah. It was good to see Taka wrestle, though. It's been a long time. Jesus. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, too, if, if he had went to WWE, Vince would have probably thought it was Funaki with a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Funaki, is that you? I mean. So, 
One other thing, obviously of note, um, of course, Moxley uh, had new entrance music, which was so ridiculous. Um, Tony Khan ponied up the the money for Wild Thing. What was that, Michaels? Ridiculous. Well, I want to hear why DJ thinks it was ridiculous. Because why do I want to watch Moxley come out to that? To Wild Thing. Wild Thing. It's wild. You know the solo where they have the flute and shit? That's that shit be going down, man. That shit lit as fuck. He should have came into his original music. That was that was ridiculous. She could have saved yeah, the money no, there, no. Tony. It was it was worth it just to hear JR go. Could that possibly be the Trogs? Like anyone listening, like watching the show, like the five people, those of us who actually knew who the Trogs are, <laughs> it was just like it was so JR. And JR also got another great line in about uh, cracker barrel chairs. Oh, yeah, he did. So. <laughs> uh, Gotta love oh, it, man. Oh, um, I love it. Now, obviously, you know, it, it's been debated online whether or not this is going to be Moxley's new entrance music. Um, I don't believe that it is. Um, I think that Tony Khan had just paid for the licensing for this time. Um, and... Anybody who knows Japanese wrestling knows that uh, John Moxley was actually paying tribute to, excuse me, uh, Atsushi Onita, who came to the ring with Wild Thing blaring. Um, obviously, Onita was just on the uh, their uh, their blood and or not blood and guts, but their exploding ring match. They, he did the promo video where he kind of talked about the history of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're kind of leading to something. Uh, involving Onita and Moxley, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Just because why else would you have Moxley come out to Onita's theme um, in an IWGP US uh, Heavyweight Championship match? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I think that the IWGP matches or the New Japan matches, um, that those will be the times when Moxley uses Wild Thing. Uh, the other AEW matches are when he's going to use the the theme that was produced and created for AEW. So, gotcha. Um, but yeah, um elsewhere we had we had a Cody Rhodes promo. Oh. Yeah, I forgot Lord about that mercy. one. That was the other bullshit before the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. But yeah. Was, Tell me how you feel about this promo impact, please. Wait, Steve, can you answer me one question though? Yep. Why didn't they come out with that cannon and shoot Cody? <laughs> the world may never know. That would have made so much more sense and been yeah. actually fun. Yeah. Impact, please indulge me. Listen, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I. Um, I understand what what was trying to be done, but I don't I don't think it that came out at all. Um, and I just I don't know I just wasn't buying any of it, you know. But at least we do know that his baby is going to be black and white. So that's one thing that's. Well, wait. So we think. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It could be a whole other angle. <laughs> You're telling me that's, that's a whole that, other angle. That's digging deep. That would be awesome. <laughs> yep. I don't think, honestly, out of all the crazy shit Vince has ever done, he's actually never done something like that. So uh, why not? 
Go for it. And by the way, did it not make you think that what we're going to see next from Cody and Brandy is her in the delivery room, right? <laughs> and you know how like the father's supposed to be videotaping? But instead of videotaping her actually giving birth, Cody will have the phone on himself doing <laughs> like a promo about his kid. And you know, to like, make it even better, he's gonna he's gonna purposely uh, cut his 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 forehead so he could be bleeding for the whole entire monologue. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, like why my are you God, my God, that's that's a placenta, a placenta, Jesus! <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Ratings awesome. would be would be really good that night. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, it, it was all leading to Cody <clears throat> saying that he's going to be wrestling Anthony Agogo at double or nothing, and he's going to go by the American Dream Cody Rhodes for that night and that night only. Um, whatever. I mean, it you know, it was, it was what it was. Um, honestly, it was a bit jarring um, hearing a professional wrestler um you know, speak about patriotism and, and things of that nature. Um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty big mark for that kind of stuff. So I didn't mind that, but um, obviously, you know, that's not really anything that that card isn't played that often anymore. So mm. it was, like I said, it was a bit jarring to see that. Um, whatever. I mean, if you, if you want to make this about the U S versus the UK, sure. Um, I don't know why, because it's not like as if there's a hostile relationship between the two countries. <laughs> Deep down at the end of the day, it's just another way for Cody to get himself over. That's all. Cody, listen, Cody's going to be going against the Hall of Famer, a newly minted Hall of Famer in the Go Go's. <laughs> so. Pretty much. Now, now, speaking of Hall of Fame, uh, Young Bucks versus SCU. Um, obviously this match was for the AEW tag team titles. Um, also the stipulation is the, the recurring stipulation that's been going where the next time that SCU loses a match that they have to disband permanently. And that is exactly what happened. Um, we, uh, we saw Chris Daniels get a pretty fucking crazy Muda scale blade job in this match. Um, he was to use the JRism, he was bleeding like a stuck pig. <laughs> Jesus, man. Daniels lost about a pint of blood and uh ended up taking the fall. Um there was the mocking of the But but but, but Steve, Steve, we're not gonna do that on TV anymore. Oh. <laughs> Fucking wow. Tony Khan. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood, baby, blood. <laughs> It's like if a bill of Fonzo was on Coke. So we just want to Oops. say at Vegas Bad Boys, a podcast, and that we do not uh, believe that Tony Kong Khan uh, <laughs> actually does a whole bunch of fucking Coke. No shit. <laughs> We're just going to put the that out there right now. by the Vegas yeah. <laughs> totally Bad Michaels. Boys podcast. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, I thought this was a great match. Um, I thought that... Um, this is definitely one that Chris Daniels, if this is truly the end for the fallen angel, 
this is a match that he can hold his head up high and say that he went out the way that he did. Um, great stuff by all four guys. Um, obviously there was the mocking, you know, I'm sorry. I love you spot, uh, right yeah. before the super kick, <laughs> which, you know, garnered a lot of, a lot of heat online. Um, but all in all, I, I thought that it was pulled off masterfully. You knew exactly what was going to happen and what the outcome was going to be. But these guys allowed you to just roll with them and trust them that they were going to tell you a good story. Um, yeah, great stuff by these guys. Really quick side note, Steve. So on uh, Vice, with the new MLW contract, Vice uh, has MLW Underground. And this week, it's on Saturdays. This week, the main event of that show, amongst other... other we got CM Punk on that show cutting uh, a promo uh, on how he would never go up north to that circus like Raven did. So there was some really, really good stuff. But nice. the main event was... Uh, Father James Mitchell in the corner of the fallen angel Chris Daniel <laughs> versus Bill Alfonso, ironically enough, and Sabu in uh and it was Sabu and Chris in a steel spike match. Mm. So I got to see Chris bleed twice in one week oh, on national TV. And oh man. man, yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That guy, a, lot of, man. a lot of blood. A lot of blood. Yeah. He uh, he definitely made an impact on this business. So, again, if this is the end for Chris Daniels, thank you for everything you've done. Definitely. So. All right. Um, also, we had Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Uh, winner gets AEW World title match at Double or Nothing. Um, this actually... This was interesting. And expert job of calling things on the fly because orange Cassidy legit got knocked out midway through this match. Um, the, the finish was supposed to be a schmoz with Omega coming out and clocking both guys. Um, but it, they had about 20 minutes of, um, of match time earmarked for this, uh, for this particular match. Um, Cassidy got injured, uh, knocked, out completely um if you were watching the picture in picture um you saw them frantically trying to call an audible on the fly and dare i say i mean they came back from the from the commercial break they framed it properly and immediately omega came into the ring hit pack in the back of the head with the aew title belt i as as far as improvisation and calling things on the fly can go. These guys did exactly what they needed to do. Um, yes, it, it, of course, the outcome is the exact same as what it would have been, regardless. But that's how it should be whenever there's a you know something that happens beyond uh, you know unforeseen circumstances. Mm -hmm. So, so obviously at the pay per view, it is going to be Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Um, so. And that could be a it could be interesting. We'll see. Um, Not really. <laughs> I, I I was just waiting on you guys to shit on it. So 
Sorry, sorry. Because, hey, already... because we already know the storyline that they've already written out for us when it comes to Kenny Omega. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, whatever. I mean, Omega's <laughs> not going to lose this title the exact same way Roman Reigns ain't going to lose the title on SmackDown. The, 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 right. the best part about it is that Don Callis seems to uh, now be uh, exclusively AEW. So you're going to be seeing a lot more of this, uh, DJ. Yep. Right. I... Uh... I was I was wondering if that was uh, something that people picked up on. I think uh, I think Mr. Callis's contract has expired with Impact. Yep. Yeah. Well, Take that as you will. Good for him. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, we already talked about the uh, the bubbly truck uh, incident with the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. Um, obviously, MJF continues to cut great promos. Guy is just he's awesome. Um, yeah, just far and away the the best and the, the best on, on this show. Um, did, you did have. It, go ahead. Did, no, I was just going to ask you: did, Was it ever figured out why the hell they used cardboard for that fall last week? Because now Chris is fucked up. I, I was I was going to say it. the The biggest thing that's crazy is everybody criticized the 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 stunt oh he landed on cardboard boxes you could tell that it was a bullshit stage he didn't land on concrete and so everybody was just you know giving this big rash of shit to AEW and to chris jericho for taking this bump little do they realize he actually fucked up his elbow in the process of taking that bump so he has a shoot elbow injury. That's why he was wearing the the cast, the air cast on his on his arm. That's that is a legit shoot injury, um, and it just I sucks think, that I think the, obviously it was diminished because people were you know talking shit about the the way that everything was framed. It was probably bump. diminished because he wasn't acting hurt. He was acting like, hey, is the hey, I did it. Is the is the camera on or oh, still on? Oh, I think that's the problem. You know, if it's if it's something DJ, really hurting you and DJ, yeah. but you you're missing. We got the answer though. The reason he was laughing is because he injured his funny bone. Oh well, then there you go. Please continue then. <laughs> Michael's, you're on fire tonight. Bro. Oh, the hell is. <laughs> What the Damn. hell are you smoking? Uh, or eating. Or eating. <laughs> he might have been on a roll before the pay-per-view. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, last but definitely not least, uh, Darby Allen uh, losing the TNT Championship to Miro in 15 minutes in what could really be described as just complete and utter destruction by Miro. Right. Um, as it should have been from the beginning. <clears throat> This guy, we we all said, you know, this guy should be a monster. He should fuck up everything in his path. Well, they're finally going down that route, and he's fucking up everything in his path. So, uh, put on probably one of the most um, one of the most hardcore versions of the game over submission, the the camel clutch. Um, it's good that Darby is so uh, so good with DDPY, so he could get that kind of torque on his back and his legs. Um, made for a hell of a fucking visual and Miro is your new TNT champion. Which is sad in this regard. You just spent all these months building up Darby Allen as this fucking <laughs> face of the company. 
let's feed them to him now because you know we <laughs> fucked up with him before <laughs> just like what is going on yeah it's it's really funny to me that every major champion in professional wrestling right now are mm-hmm. heels except for the mysterios obviously tonight and bianca belair but every single other champion in you know the the higher the higher end federations are heels yeah and um mm. and mike you says love baby face challengers huh <laughs> and mike says that uh miro's shoulders were down during that submission though Ooh, <laughs> there we go yeah that was that was very interesting it's i wonder if they're gonna actually bring that up um because then that could give you the opportunity to have a rematch which then which the same thing would happen again right <laughs> yeah but but sting gets involved sting oh sting. Sting comes in, man. Oh. and then he goes against miro a mirror wants sting and sting. Sting! Thank you, God, that you muted out right when you peeked the, yeah. the microphone. Yeah, that would have Holy hurt many shit. of ears. Yeah. I so one thing that was funny is um, earlier in the day before this episode of Dynamite, um, ESPN happened to have Darby Allen on Sports Nation. And a visual that I didn't think that I would see is Charlie Caruso interviewed Darby Allen, who at that time was the TNT champion. So just kind of kind of interesting little uh, yeah. things are moving. Things little moving. Uh, way that things went there. Wow! Did he take Charlie's lips on a skateboard ride? Oh shit! I don't think that I'm not. Gonna, I'm not even going to explain. <laughs> I'm not going to explain that. Leave that shit alone. Okay. Uh, are you done, uh, Sin City? Oh, I'm done, bro. All right. Um, NXT. Uh, everyone's got their the way shirts or not yet? Mine is you got your way. You you got your way shirts already, don't you? <laughs> you gotta have the way shirts. Come on. NXT, NXT was cool. Um, I felt like it was a a, a solid night for the most part. Uh, you know, obviously. The two big matches that I saw were obviously uh, Raquel Gonzalez mm-hmm. uh, versus uh, Martinez. That was a really solid match uh, that from start to finish. Um, you know, interesting enough, kind of how Impact kind of felt a little bit about Cesaro and having certain matches be for a bigger. I would have liked to see a better build because uh, I think they only started kind of building like what it was a week, maybe two weeks, maybe. Uh, I would have liked to see a better build and then have a match, but hey, that's just my preference. Um, also, outside of that, too, uh, you know, you had Kushida uh, versus uh, Phantasma Part Dos, and that one was super, 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 super sound. Uh, again, it's just I'm very happy because I've always had a fondness of the cruiserweight division, particularly from my time watching WCW. And seeing, you know, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Juventud Guerrero, Psychosis, you know, seeing a lot of those guys, I always had a fondness for just, just the match style of it. And so seeing NXT and what they're doing with the Cruiserweight uh, Championship is really, it's paying dividends, at least for my fandom. And this match definitely showcased that once again. Uh, NXT knows. They, they, I just, they just either A, have the time to really put stock in the cruiserweight division 
or just the main roster is just too busy and it just gets lost every time. So, I mean, that was an amazing match, obviously, because she still went on to, to hold the goal. A um, couple cool things that did happen. <laughs> obviously, uh, I was joking before the show, uh, Cameron Grimes. You know, we were starting to find out how much money this man actually does have because <laughs> that auction house was getting up there in the millions. And of course, you know, there was one person that, uh, you know, came out with that, as we all saw, was Ted, Diab- Ted DiBiase. So I hope to keep going with these every week because these shits are fucking. He's, no, uh, he's it. it they um, they tweeted out he's going to be on NXT. This awesome. Week. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, because I'm totally digging it. And, uh, you know, uh, Ted DiBiase looked amazing, man, for his age and everything. He looked amazing. You know, uh, ain't losing a step or nothing. I mean, well, as far as, you know, from from the promo video we saw, uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Another promo video that was pretty interesting that I really liked was uh, uh, Zoe Stark and what's going to happen, the rematch with Tony Storm. It was really, really sound. And again, what, what you know, with regards to uh, Zoe Stark, when I see like Raquel Gonzalez and Martinez, Every time I'm thinking, when is Zoe going to be up to bat? It, it only makes fucking sense. And, 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 you know, and I'm sure NXT understands that as well, because even with this video uh, package that was for her and Tony Storm, I mean, she just looked confident. She didn't look like somebody that just popped up on the show uh, two and a half months ago. You see what I'm saying? So, and it, you know, everything's lined up. All they need to do is just let her ride and it, she's just yeah. going to take it to the top. Too bad Deanna Perazzo's not there to show her her place. Well, real quick, because you poking, I let, let me reflect back and tell you, if Dana Perazzo did end up on NXT, she definitely wouldn't be in front of the line of Zoe Stark. And I'm saying that with confidence. I'm just being real. No disrespect. Well, you wouldn't have Perrazzo. to worry about that because Deanna Perazzo would skip NXT right onto okay. the roster okay. of WWE or onto AEW. So you wouldn't have to well, even worry about NXT. You, 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 you actually might be right, man. I'm gonna leave it at that because you, you over there, you over there getting real piped up over that. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, I mean, there were some forgettable moments. I know we talk about certain moments, but a forgettable moment was that goddamn squash match between Pete Dunne and fucking Leon Ruff, like, like, bro. I know you're feeling some kind of way. <laughs> First of all, you can't be, you, you can't go. One thing we learned about this NXT week is don't be fucking with Regal's shit on his desk. All right. Don't, don't be doing shit like you're going to piss the boy <laughs> off. All right. So I think we learned that between little, little boy rough talking about, you know, he, he got a dream to have a match or some shit. And then you had later on with Gargano coming there about ready to touch some shit he ain't supposed to. Y'all fucking with Regal. He's going to pop off on your asses. Anyways, that's just my take on it. Um, you know, so it, it, one thing I'm going to point out and see what you guys think. All right, so they had a little thing with Alexander Wolf, right? He, he's in the medical. They're talking to him. And all of a sudden, your boy's talking about nonchalantly, like, oh, oh, oh I can't compete today. Last week, he was talking about he can't he can't compete again. Anyways, I'm seeing a trend, and he's talking about, you know, ain't going to tell his boys what the fuck it was, but you're going to ask the doctor, and the doctor said he got stomach stomach issues. I don't know. Something seems fishy, and maybe it's not just what he ate. Because uh, that's definitely going to be something coming down the pipeline with regards to that NXT, and I'm liking I'm liking the smell of fish. If that's the direction we're pulling, all right. Um, other than that, I'm just being honest, man. I'm just being honest. You know, it, it's just that no one has never said that here. they enjoy the smell of fish. That's all that is. That, well, yeah. if they pull in in that direction, that's some good smelling fish. That's okay. all I'm saying. I got right? you. All right. I'd go further about certain things that shouldn't smell like fish, but I, I digress. 
So anyways, last thing I'm going to say with this, and I will leave NXT alone, and y'all chime in, do what the hell y'all want, is um, I didn't understand why Kyle O'Reilly needed to have a match. Like, like I'm not really feeling the whole Kyle O'Reilly push just yet, but the match was pretty cool, and at the end, you got to see a little bit of brotherly understanding. Bobby Fish came to his aid. He was about to get rough shop, and I like the exchange that they said. I like that, you know, O'Reilly was saying, hey, you know, I'm trying to do my grown man thing, do this on my own. And then old man Bobby Fish said, man, I get it, too. I got some scores to settle. Bobby Fish looked pretty good. I mean, you know, he like he's going to pop out of these skinny jeans he was wearing, but, you know, he looked pretty good. And so I like that little understanding. That was a little sentimental thing that kind of happened between the two of them. So that was NXT in a nutshell. I'm sure Michael's going to say, but you missed the best part. And this is where Michael's was telling me. No, I'm I'm still pondering the fact that you've now been talking about fish for the last ten minutes. Well, I mean, with fish and Bobby Fish, you know, yes. And not only that, and not only that, Chris said that uh, that I should have Simon talk to my wife the next time I piss her off. I need someone to fade the heat off me. <laughs> so there well, you hey, go. Brother, you, you got a new job. If you pay and slide that check, because <laughs> by the next morning you're gonna be eating your cereal, and your wife gonna give you all the respect. Oh boy! All right. Um, we want to talk. Is you want to? Is is that it? You want to mention NXT or? That's it. I'm okay. Theory Theory uh, looked really good against Cross. Yeah, that was forgettable. <laughs> that that wasn't forgettable. That was actually a big setup because you know that Gargano is losing that title most likely to Bronson Reed, mm-hmm. which means that Gargano. We'll probably end up unexpectedly backing his way into a fight against Cross, which. <laughs> I did fun. love. To, I just. I did love to see their expressions after the entire entrance came through with with Cross. They, that that look on their face was just awesome. I love it. They're great. Gargano's great. Um, okay. So there was no. There was no ROH um, this week, so yeah, they must have took a bye. So I went to the TV and nothing was there, and I double checked and they didn't have anything. So uh, let's just quickly move over to uh, New Japan, which really the only thing I was going to mention. And Sin City, if you wanted to add something else, um, you could do that. But apparently, it was announced on Friday that they will be postponing both. Uh, their Yokohama Stadium and Tokyo Dome Wrestle Grand Slam shows that was scheduled for later this month, May 15th and the 29th. And the announcement comes on the heels of Japan's current state of emergency. Um, so they are um, working. Is it the fi- Godzilla attack? Again? Oh, <laughs> they just got over that Kong Godzilla thing. So I'm hoping you're going to go sit in the corner, man. Uh, but anyway, they are working for some uh, finalized the new dates. And, of course, the main event at the Tokyo Dome was to see Will Ospreay defend his IWGP World Heavyweight title against Kazuchika Chika Akata. <laughs> All right. God bless uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, Sin City, uh, did I get that right or anything to add on what's going on over there? Um. I think that so the the link that uh, 
you sent over okay. um, for this links to lastwordonsports.com. And I know that we talk a lot of shit about the journalists um, that we get for three count articles sometimes. Yeah. But um, I think they might actually this be guy, on three count. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's that? I was about to say, I think they're going to actually be on uh, the next three count too, but well, I'll. Good. So <laughs> yeah. th- this, this writer uh-huh. gave me the honor of linking to a Will Ospreay tweet, which was actually a promo where he announced that just that uh, those two shows are being postponed. And then you could see that that was him speaking in a shoot. And then he gave it a pause and then insinuated that Kazuchika Okada not just went to New Japan, but also went to the Japanese government and urged them to cancel the two shows (laughs) so that he didn't have to wrestle against Osprey. That was fucking awesome. And thank you to this writer of this article uh, for putting that out there. Scott Edwards. Uh, yeah, good shit. Um, definitely recommend go check going and checking out some of the stuff that Osprey's done. Um, not just his in-ring stuff. I think that a lot of people only focus on his in-ring um, work and almost forget that the guy is a great promo. So do yourself a favor. Um, go check out some of Osprey's uh, promo work as well. So let me ask you, after his match against Akata, I guess then he's going to win that match, we, we should assume. Then yeah. that's when Kenny's going to fight Osprey? Is that when that comes in? It, either that or I think that – I don't know if they wanted to have – if they would want to have Omega – uh, come back to take the title from Osprey. Um, so I don't know if they were going to okay. shift the title back to Kota Ibushi um, or another babyface champion um, just to hold it for a couple of months. New Japan isn't really, um, they're not known for shotgunning their titles and moving them around all that much. Uh, but I just, I don't see necessarily Omega as a heel going back to Japan and wrestling another heel to take that championship. Right, right, right. Okay. So DJ wants that belt, like, you know, to finally just happen so that he can get this impact championship back. Not not just the impact <laughs> championship, but also the TNA championship too. TNA, yeah. <laughs> Which means so much more to him. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Leave me alone. Uh, Leave me alone. <laughs> um okay. Uh, thank you for that, Sin City, for New Japan update. All right. FSW, guys, future stars of wrestling's here in Las Vegas. If you're not familiar, we talk. We actually have the owner on a show every Wednesday, the DeFalco Files. It's really good stuff. If you if you haven't listened, we urge you to do that. But they had an event that went down this weekend. And Matt Michael's going to give us some information about it. So um, it's local wrestling, but still, this is where the stars are born, you know. And at some point when you become fans of someone you see on your TV, there is a good chance that they could have stepped foot into a future stars of wrestling ring. So anyway, Matt Michaels, tell us how it went down this past weekend. Um, Well, let's first say that GCW um, was in town. Um, Game-changing wrestling was in town, and uh, uh, 
<clears throat> so that meant that um, we're able to see uh, some competitors that you don't necessarily see all the time because they were here. Um, we got, um, you know, it was really, really some good wrestling. Uh, the main event was Hammerstone versus Jordan Oliver, um, which, you know, it's times like this. Jordan Oliver is a very good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looks in comparison, like he's an independent wrestler. Hammerstone looks like he is, you know, ready to just slip right into an actual, you know, Friday night show or a Wednesday night show or a Tuesday night show or Monday. He's, he's just, he's ready. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a great match. Um, and Jordan Oliver held his own against uh, Hammerstone. Really, really good work between the two of them. Um, the um, the GCW fans that were there to uh, see their boy, um, you know, were, were definitely uh, chanting uh, fairly loud and uh, had a nice little, uh, you know, uh, back and forth going on between the, uh, the two sides. Um uh, which again, being that you are finally getting uh, audiences back that are you know more than ten people, um, it's it's definitely you can see that everyone's bringing up their game just a little bit. Um, the uh, semi-main event was um, this. Uh, uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of this guy. His he goes by Leo rush i don't know <laughs> if anyone's familiar with him uh he, he was pretty good i was kind of impressed by him um i don't know the nxt might have their eye on him at some point but you know who knows um he went against trey lamar and it was phenomenal those two just really really just brought it um a lot a lot of good fucking stuff in that match um so you know, the, the very strong uh, two main events, but the uh, the show stealer was uh, the unguided uh, defending their belts against uh, one bad bitch, uh, which was uh, Jay Vidal. Uh, product had some other things going on, so he couldn't be there. So uh, taking uh, Prada's place was Eli Everfly, and uh, holy crap, uh, just wow you know just some great stuff um but if you're in very much uh, familiar with independent wrestling on the west coast mm-hmm. uh hyperstreak uh after the match that uh unguided wins the match and uh jay vidal is in the middle of the ring eli is outside the ring hyperstreak comes in and uh we didn't know it was him at first and uh boy the kendo stick shot that jay took man that thing exploded like a fucking baseball bat that just hit a a fastball um it was just massively nasty how fucking just snap that thing went and uh took off his uh, little mask there it was hyper streak and uh man uh he's he's now a a baddie baddie so um yeah um you know, just just top to bottom, a lot of great stuff on the card. Uh, you can hear more about it on uh, this week's DeFelco Files. Um, and, uh, you know, that's what went down on uh, 
FSW. And then uh, GCW uh, ran Saturday nights. And, um, you know, uh, we have just a little brief uh, thing that we can uh, take a look at here, um, which uh, be a little uh, little idea of uh, some of the stuff that you uh, could have seen at uh, GCW. What's up, Vegas Bad Boys crew? This is Desert Shark here. We are live at Meet Las Vegas for GCW Anti-Up. This is going to be fucking great. This is going to be fucking awesome. And the fans are just coming in right now. As you can see here, the fans are here. They're ready. And let's get it on. a little bit of what was going on but the biggest thing is that john moxley did come out at the end of the show uh and uh went at it with nick gage for a little bit um yeah so uh, <clears throat> i uh suppose that moxley uh definitely spends his uh, saturday nights just driving around the city looking for a uh, fight to just uh, get into <laughs> so, well, of course beats being yeah. at home I guess, um, but I'll, I'll you know I'll give you a shocker. Nick Gage, um, he bled. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it. There you go, kids. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I was just reading a comment from uh, from Sean. He said the entire Vegas crew, top to bottom, showed the world that they deserve to be in the conversation. 
So, yeah, we um, good stuff. Good stuff. We want to thank our correspondent who's also in our, our chat who says, hey, that desert shark guy looks familiar. Hey, man, we appreciate you, bro. <laughs> you did your thing. Um, good stuff. Um, so before we end the show, and after this, we have our recording for three count. Um, we cannot let go past the another wrestler that we lost uh, mm-hmm. this this uh, Friday, actually, and uh, it was definitely um, a, a big shock uh, to me, and I'm sure to you all as well as you as, as it started to uh, come out, and. I know him as New Jack, um, and I didn't know him as Jerome New Jack Jones, but I definitely knew him as New Jack. And I tell you, my very first time seeing New Jack was XBW in Los Angeles. Um, man, when was that? 90s? Yeah, it's got to be in the 90s. I No, no it was... It was the early 2000s. Early, okay, early 2000s. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And let me tell you, when he comes out with that shopping cart and all the things you see <laughs> in that cart, you're like, it's about to be a problem, okay? And I always felt sorry for whoever was about to get in the match with him because, dude, he didn't care, okay? You're talking about someone who really just loved to entertain and loved the business. Um, he he was the guy. And, you know, if his name was on a card, you know that you were going to get a show. Oh, New Jack going to be there? Oh, okay. You know, in fact, you go, I want to get a front seat. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do two things. I don't want to piss him off. And I don't want to get blood on because, you know, either one of those two things could happen in a New Jack match. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was very uh, sad to hear the news. Um, his wife uh, apparently gave the information. I believe it was to uh, PW uh, Insider. And, um, yeah, uh, condolences to the to the family. We're all going to, to, to miss them. I mean, this one's a, is a hard one, but I'm going to pass it over to you, Matt Michaels. I, I know you also was a part of the LA scene as well. Um, and maybe even attend some of the XBW weekend. We can have stories on, on just that, uh, that, uh, promotion along even before he even, uh, jumped on to, uh, ECW. But, uh, yeah, you have anything you want to add to that? No, you know, not not to a, a large extent. I think sure. that everyone, um, you know, is very. If you're a wrestling fan, you you do know who New Jack is. Um, mm-hmm. The, um, I'd say one of the the best moments of of New Jack was uh, in Beyond the Mat when uh, <laughs> he's going in to see the Hollywood casting director, right? And it's just phenomenal because you could basically kind of see the polite terror in their eyes of, uh, of yeah. this man <laughs> and them not wanting to say that maybe he's not the best actor or maybe he can't make it in this profession <laughs> because they're afraid they'll die if they say something wrong right. um, 
Yeah. The biggest thing about New Jack is that he uh, caused a lot of controversy and a lot of different opinions about him throughout the years. Mm-hmm. But if you really uh, want to see the best tribute uh, to a guy like uh, New Jack, it comes straight from Paul Heyman. And again, I urge you to watch yep. uh, Talking Smack. Um, it is one of the best uh, two to three minutes uh, just summarizing what new jack meant um to ecw um and uh you know you you bring up xpw but um he didn't get to xpw until ecw was was done essentially um you know um ecw ecw became um you know this this mix of hardcore and real wrestling, you know, the, so luchador or, or Japanese mm-hmm. strong style and hardcore and hardcore was not something that was seen on American television. And um, when you look at some of the people, you look at a guy like Raven or Tommy Dreamer or Sandman, they're characters, right? You're never feeling fear with New Jack. You just didn't fucking know. Right, right. That was the thing he bought. He bought an element of danger that was real as compared to, you know, feeling safe. Like you said, you don't want to you don't want to sit in the front row because you don't want to get hurt <laughs> or you don't want to get blood on your, uh, your, your clothes. And, um, you know, that was possibly going to happen. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, one of the most famous things he's known for is the, uh, the mass transit incident, uh, yep. you yeah. know, uh, and again, I have a hard time saying that that was anything that New Jack was at fault for, um, because, uh, you know, when you're underage and you don't have training, you probably don't want to get involved in getting yourself booked into a match with New Jack. And, um, you know, uh, I think a lot of misconceptions started from that point on, right? Because that's when reality was totally blurred by people. Because that's when the attention um, got really shined onto ECW, and he became a nationally known tabloid type persona, right? Yep. So it it really kind of changed things, um, and you know when. Really, New Jack, kind of, it it was part of the gangsters. Uh, The gangsters was, you know, the tag team that just did all this crazy shit. Right. But then once that kind of happened, too, the gangsters kind of gave away just to New Jack. And, you know, New Jack sometimes was known for maybe not showing up at a show. Um, There were encounters over the years, uh, you know, people that he might have had relationships with and stuff. So there were, there were just, you know, there, there was all this negative stuff out there um, amongst a totally different side, which was all these different positive stuff, because he really was a really nice guy, man. And that's the, the saddest part, is that a lot of times you don't see um, these performers for being the human beings they are. You only see the characters they portray, especially a guy like New Jack who wanted you to just know that he was that guy right and um you know it's uh it's it's sad because at 58 um you know uh i think a lot of people too might say that um 
you know, in the end, for New Jack 58, that was like he was 98. Because, you know, at any point in his career, he could have easily died that night. Yep. And he would have been fine with it because that's what he did. Hey, can I um, just interject for a second? Sean asked a question, and he he asked it for you, Matt. Um, He says, do you think the mass transit incident led to some of the other incidents because in New Jack's mind, that was the gimmick he had to live up to now? Or was it all just that was New Jack? I would love to hear your take. I think that that's a very... I think that there was that's New Jack first and then when the intention got put on it now I think he felt like he had to elevate it because now you had an even bigger expectancy because initially you got to think about it ECW unless you grew up on the East Coast was a trade tape company so a lot of people really got their first taste nationally of New Jack by seeing that on um, the the different like current affair and, and the shit that was covering it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it really became, in all honesty, a black man being shown on these televisions that were going into the houses of the white people mm-hmm. who thought oh my god protect your sons and daughters this guy's a crazy guy so i think it it enhanced but you know i think that um beyond the mat when they um when they did that with him i believe it was in uh 1998 that they um did this casting director thing you could see that he could you know kind of transcend and just kind of pull back the character a little bit and when he did that, you could still tell that that was part of his persona. I don't think that there. Were, I don't think he fed us any bullshit in terms of, you know, this is who he was. Um, but I think it definitely got amped up to the next level with that whole incident, um, and um, led to uh, a fabulous, um, you know, yeah. an ultimately timely episode uh, of uh, Dark Side of the Ring. And I know that uh, in three counts, uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that show itself. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure New Jack's name will probably come up here uh, on that show as well. But um, now that's a that's a great uh, question, Sean. Um, and um, in some ways, the the question I would throw back at Sean, um, which I I would find fascinating, is if um, if Damian Drake was at the same point of new jack at his you know their paths crossed at the at the time new jack was at his height would you have been afraid for your son (laughs) that's that's an interesting because i can only imagine um being a parent of a wrestler knowing that your your child was gonna wrestle new jack um unless you knew him i i just you know, I just wonder what that kind of would instill and in, like, oh shit. Um, because there's like, a lot. What of are you going to look like after the match? Right, right? <laughs> yeah, because well, it will be guy, paid for in blood. Right, the guy you think of now is Nick Gage. 
Nick Gage yep, is exactly. absolutely the kind of person you look at and yeah. you know you go. So you know it's it, there's so much to psychologically think about in in terms of what he um, brought to the business and what he um, you know gave in entertainment for all of us. Yeah, who you know we didn't see a lot of that kind of shit. Right, know, jumping off of twenty five feet platforms and stuff like that. And ECW having to literally turn their cameras away from it because you didn't know if someone was about to die. Right. We definitely so. added the appeal to what was ECW at the time. I mean, there was a whole list of guys. And I remember when I first moved to, to Las Vegas in 96, and I remember it was it would come on UPN. I think it was the channel. And I had it in my room. And my parents didn't know I was kind of watching it because my sister would pop in and out and she a snitch. <laughs> I remember those are the reasons why you watch ECW. He was a huge part of that. Huge, huge part of that. Yeah. He'll be greatly missed. Real talk. Cool. Did you want to add anything, uh, Sin City? Or... Uh, there was definitely nobody like him. Um, I can I can attest uh, being an ECW fan. Mm-hmm. Um, ECW ran several shows in the state of Ohio. Um, and I was fortunate to be at every ECW show that they ran in my home state. And yeah, when Natural Born Killers kicked on, you knew that shit was about ready to get crazy. (laughs) And there was no experience like it. As a fan, you didn't like you didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Right. And that I honestly, you know, I think that there are a lot of fans that may have gotten into, you know, ECW because of you know the the sensationalism that new jack brought right so i think that despite new jack never appearing on wwe tv despite him his name never being mentioned on wwe tv mm-hmm. um i think that he definitely had a long lasting impact on the business absolutely so if any of you uh if you have the opportunity they have set up a gofundme uh, page for uh, New Jack. Um, just uh, go to the just go to the website, and if you do a search for either New Jack or Jer- uh, Jerome Jones, um, it, the page should pop up. Um, as of five o'clock Pacific Standard Time, they were at about ten thousand. The um, they're asking for uh, fifty thousand, and of course, you know it's it's very costly to to go uh, to you know the prepare for burials and all the things that it, it takes for that. So uh, if you're able to donate uh, anything, uh, please do. Um, I see people on there giving as much as five bucks, which, you know, they're very happy uh, and grateful for. And for those that are giving, you know, up to a thousand. So whatever you're able to give, uh, I'm sure um, it will be appreciated. And we would definitely uh, miss uh, new Jack and um, you know, Thank you for everything you've done uh, in this business. With that, we're about to end wrestling talk. We're going to start three count. If you're watching us right now, we're going to be right back uh, for this recording. And um, and with that, we thank everyone for hanging out with us. It's always good, as always, to see all of you in the chat. So with that, we hope to see you back in just a second. If you're downloading the podcast, thank you for listening. And don't forget to download Tuesday's episode of Three Counts. It's going to be a really good one, all right? With that, I'm out. Peace.
biggest bad boys of podcasting.